Hello, ladies and gents. This is Casey Campbell, and you're listening to It's Tempting. You better buckle up. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to It's Tempting with me, Casey, Casey Campbell. So first off, before we dive in, because today is my first solo episode, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I'm a little bit nervous, but you guys have told me that you are cool with solo episodes, me talking about whatever. So today is a solo episode of me talking about whatever. However, I do think the content today is going to be fire because this fucking season, season five, I'm almost speechless. I don't I don't even really know where to begin. So before I dive in, okay, because there's a lot to cover, okay. First off, number one, I want to thank everyone, you guys. I am absolutely blown away. I was really terrified going into the solo journey. As you guys know, I talked about doing a podcast forever before I did It's Tempting with Aaron. And I just like, I think the reason why it took me so long to go into this journey is because I was really intimidated and overwhelmed with going solo. I was like, are people really going to want to fucking listen to me talk? solo on a podcast and that was just like a bizarre thought to me I never thought that would be like a thing it was very overwhelming I didn't know how I was going to carry a podcast and I just I don't know the fact that you guys have believed in me you guys really pushed me you were like you can do this like we're gonna listen to you give us an hour episode give us two hour episodes I'm just shook so I just want to say thank you and also a lot of you guys listen to this podcast and follow me because you guys find inspiration and I feel weird saying that because I'm still getting used to that but I wanted to say back in the day you guys when everything when my whole fucking life fell apart on TI when I was in the trenches okay I just everything that I'm doing is beyond like my wildest dreams like I'm really making everything happen and it wouldn't be possible without all of you guys so I just want to say, if you guys have a dream, if you guys go through something horrible, if you guys go through something traumatic, if you feel like you're at rock bottom, churn that rock bottom, that trauma, that asshole, whatever the fuck happened, churn it into your bitch, okay? This is a sink or swim decision that I made, you guys, because I very, very much could have sunk to the bottom and like never been heard from again, okay? That was a very real possibility, and I said no. Fuck all that noise. We're going to turn this into my bitch. Like, I'm going to turn the most traumatic, horrible thing that ever fucking happened to me. And I'm going to make it into the most badass, fucking amazing thing. And I'm going to make a shit ton of money off of it. So everyone out there, if you're at rock bottom, if you've been at rock bottom, if you have trauma, if you have a piece of shit in your life, I don't care what it is, churn it in to something amazing. And that is kind of the note (laughs) that I want to start this podcast on. Because every day, I'm just like kind of pinching myself. And again, none of this would be possible without you guys. But I just really wanted to put that out there. Like, turn that bad thing into your bitch. And maybe that's going to be the name of this episode. I don't know yet. We'll figure it out. But that's the note we're starting on. Okay? Also, merch, you guys. Everyone, all of your, I said this last episode, all the ep- all the merch orders have been sent out. I've been getting DMs. You guys have received them. I'm stoked. I'm going to have new merch coming out soon, so look out for that. 
And yeah, give me any feedback. Let me know what you guys want. I know you guys love the crop tops. I know you guys love the hats. So let me know if there's anything I'm missing, anything that you guys want. I think I'm going to add more color into it now with like graphics and stuff. So yeah, that's my little note on merch. And what else did I want to say? Oh, yes, my disclaimer. Okay. So I've said this every single episode when we recap, well, when I recap a season of TI. Everything that I say today in the future to current cast members that are on season five and to past cast members, because I'm going to have, I'm going to have cast members from the past on here. I'm going to have cast members from other reality shows, etc. Anything that I say on this podcast, you guys, it's all for like shits and giggles. Okay. It's nothing personal at all whatsoever. I'm just recapping and basing my opinions on the footage that was provided to me. Okay. With that said, we've all been there. Well, not we've all, not all the listeners, but I've been there, okay? I know what it's like to be on TV and like get edited get edited a certain way and people have really strong opinions and you're like, oh my God, like that's not how it played out. That's not who I am. I've been there, you guys. I was in the fucking trenches on national television, okay? And had to like explain, try to explain myself. So please don't get offended by any of my opinions today. I am going to keep it real, okay? I'm going to tell everyone what I think, my honest opinion, but that's literally based on a tiny little snippet of your guys' month on that island. So I just want to put that out there. It's all love. If I met you in person, we would vibe, you know? I've been on that side of it. I feel for you. You're strong as fuck. Go off, queen, kings. I just want to put that out, okay? But I ain't holding back because this fucking season (laughs) is wild, I don't even know where to start. So let's just start right at the beginning. Everybody buckle up. I'm ready to go. First off, love the intro. It's the traditional little TI intro. It's cute. It's a vibe. Mark looking good, looking classy. I got a little stoked. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, we're back. TI. Love it. The little preview clips that they showed right at the beginning. Wild. Okay, this season... (laughs) I feel like every single season we've turned it up a notch. You know, it's like it started out like actually it didn't start out mellow. It started out pretty batshit insane. But I just think when it comes to like the partying and the hooking up. We've turned up a notch. We're on like levels that I'm just like these previews are fucking fire. Also, in that preview, I saw someone literally licking whipped cream out of someone's butt crack. And I'm just saying. (laughs) I don't know. I I couldn't do that. Okay. I give you props. Like I could not lick whipped cream out of a stranger's butt crack on national television. I saw that. I peeped that. And I was like, damn, I can't wait till we get to that episode because I, I have questions. I, I need to know more on how that occurred because that shit was wild. Also, I put a story out before I like really dive in because my next note, I think everyone is cheating, which I'm not joking. I think this season, I think everyone's cheating. I have zero hope. I have like negative hope. Yeah, I've got no hope (laughs) for any of the couples so far and we're going to get into it. But I did put a story on my Instagram the other day because in the past, this has been like a common theme. I don't really like check Reddit at all anymore and I don't, I'm not a part of any like the Facebook groups or anything, but I do like hear things or people DM me every now and then. But back on my season and a little bit on season two, I did follow Reddit and Facebook a lot. And one of the common themes was, oh, my God, like all these couples are fake. These couples are actors. And honestly, 
it used to really fucking piss me off because I'm like, bitch, like I did not audition for this show. Like I was reached out to through Instagram organically through a DM. I literally thought it was a scam. This was my real ass fucking life. Like my real relationship. My shit blew up. I was in the trenches. Okay. Like this, I had PTSD from this show. Like I had to go to therapy. I had to rebuild my life. Like, so when people that don't know anything have the audacity to be like, this show is not real or like these couples aren't real or they're actors it's it pissed me off I would get offended however and again don't take this personally but just based on what I watched in this episode and I did talk to other past cast members that I'm still like homies with like I'm not convinced that these are real couples because it's just they're way too casual it's like if this was your real relationship where you're like in love, I just don't see how you act this way in these scenarios. Or maybe it's just like there's just no hope for love anymore. I don't know what it is. Like, is there just no hope? Or are they actors? (laughs) It's one or the other, okay? We're either so like, the bar is so fucking far in hell, or they're all actors. Like, I don't know what it is, but it just something was very different this season. It just... Maybe it's also we're just desensitized. It's like season five. They've seen how this goes. They know the game. They know how to play it. They know that like you can kind of do whatever and like you'll get back together or like get engaged. You know, it's just I don't know. It just doesn't seem real to me anymore at all. It seems very staged and very. Yeah. And I hate saying that because the show like season one and even season two because I don't know if a lot of people know this and I do have some season two guests coming on soon so maybe we'll talk about this but season two they filmed and their season aired less than a year after season one and I don't think a lot of people know that so season one and season two like we were all hanging out we were all partying together we were all kind of going through the same type of shit at the same time and it was very real and very organic and I just don't see that anymore, you know? Like, we were kind of the, especially season one, we were the guinea pigs. We went in there not knowing what to expect, not knowing the concept of the show, just, like, really winging it. Like, we had no idea what the fuck we signed up for, and I think that's why it came off so raw and real and organic and, like, holy fuck, but now everyone knows, you know? And I am, I'm gonna get into it but like I am glad they added some little twists to kind of keep us all on our toes because we do know the co- the concept but yeah I just wanted to touch on that so yeah I think everyone's cheating I'm not gonna lie I'm so fucking cold in this studio right now it's like 85 degrees outside and like you guys normally before I moved here I'm always cold like that's the thing about me everyone knows this like I bring a jacket everywhere I go or a sweater like no matter what, it can be 90 degrees outside and like I'll bring something with me because I know inside I'm cold. However, like Miami's different. It's like most things are outside. It's humid as fuck. So like it's nice to get in the air conditioning. So like I literally have not used a jacket or like a sweater since I moved here, which is almost three weeks ago. But I'm not going to lie, I'm fucking cold right now. So I just needed to say that because I'm like, if my voice is shaking, I'm like, oh, I got shivers. But I don't want to fuck up my outfit because I look cute. I look cute as fuck and I'm on camera. Okay, 
let's dive into these couples. So the first couple that they kind of, and I'm just going to say a little bit, a little spiel about each, and then I'm going to get deeper and deeper as we go through the episode, okay? Hope that makes sense. And you guys, I'm looking at my phone because that's where my notes are. I was like, I don't know if I should have like my laptop up, you know, like Sophia from Sophia with an F. She always has like her laptop or should I have it on my phone? And I feel like a laptop is a little more distracting than like the phone, just like glancing at every now and then, you know? So that's where we're at. That's why the phone's here. So Caitlin, she's 31. She's a fitness studio owner. Love that. Love the entrepreneur vibes. Bad bitch. Hall, he is 35. He's into leather sales. They are from Charleston, South Carolina, somewhere I've always wanted to visit. And dropping the bomb, they are the first couple to be engaged to go on to TI. Eight-year relationship. I have a lot to say, and I'm sure I'm going to keep saying more as we go through the season, but that's like 700 bajillion red flags, like right off the bat. Like, going engaged on this show sorry not meant to be I'm just gonna put I mean you guys know my opinion if you go on TI you're not meant to be but and you're not in love but (laughs) I'm just saying if I was engaged to the love of my life and they were like yeah like we should go on temptation island I'd be like bitch here's the ring back are you fucking joking that shit's insane they met when he spilled a drink on her and she loves his chest hair and that was their little intro and I was like okay cute I'm here for it. I'm not a big chest hair girl. I'm not going to lie. I will say, though, the older I'm getting, I'm kind of into facial hair now. Before, I was into, like, the pretty boy, and I don't know. I kind of like him a little rough now, so I kind of get it. 30s, man. 30s hit different. Okay, our next couple. Great. He's 25. He's an engineer. Love that. Paris, 23, influencer. Woo, go off, girl. They are from NYC and New Jersey. I believe Great is from NYC and Paris is from New Jersey. A little bit about them. Paris grew up in Africa and she wants to start a family very young because that's what she grew up watching, which honestly, I can relate to that. In past podcasts, I talked about, I mean, obviously not growing up in Africa, but that's amazing. The watching everyone in your family have kids very young coming from like a religious family. All of my cousins have been married for like a freaking minute. Okay, like I'm like the black sheep of this fucking fan. They think I'm batshit. So I I get that. So I understand the kind of pressure she's probably under. Great says, (laughs) he says this is the 2020s and things are different now, which like honestly facts. Okay, that is very, very true. Like nobody's really like getting married and having kids when they're fucking 23. Like that's insane. But he will do everything it takes to make her happy. I will say, okay, and I'm, like, a sexual person, and when I'm, like, into someone, and I think they're, like, hot as fuck, and, like, we're dating, like, I love to make out, okay? I'm a make out girl. You know, I want to put my tongue down your throat. I want your tongue down my throat. Like, let's get frisky. Love to make out. It's big fan. Ooh, I'm getting a little tingly just thinking about it. However, their kisses and their makeouts during their little, like, photo shoot videos feel are fucking crazy. Because I know what those little photo shoots and video shoots are like. And it's, like, pretty casual. You know, it's basically just like, oh, like, look cute together. Like, on this fucking hilltop, like, in Maui. Or I think they're on the big island now. I don't know. I think they're on the big island. Um, 
And there's like two camera guys and like one audio guy and like one director. It's like a pretty low key situation for these little like spiels that they're shooting. So for her to just like open her mouth up like that and shove her tongue down her throat, I'm like, first off the confidence. Okay. I was mad respect, but I'm like, wow, if you're doing this in this tiny little weird shoot that we do on the top of that mountain, like solo, I can't imagine the type of shit this girl's going to get into. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I hope she's faithful. I hope I'm wrong about everybody cheating, but I'm just saying she's very sexual and she's about to be <laughs> very tempted. Very, very tempted. Okay. Maricela? Maricela? I don't want to butcher her name, you guys. I don't want to butcher anyone's name, you guys. I'm white as fuck. I'm sorry. Maricela, 24, bartender. And Chris, he is 30 fitness instructor from Atlanta, okay? They've been together for two years, and they just have a lot to learn, according to Maricela. Chris says that he's going to stay true to what he knows, and that's Maricela. Mar Maricela. Yes, that sounded better. I got the... Mar yeah. I'm going to try, you guys. I'm going to try my hardest. I, my ex-boyfriend, my high school sweetheart, you guys, I literally cheated off of all of his papers in our Spanish classes in high school. So there's very little hope for me, but we're going to try our hardest. <laughs> okay, last couple. Vanessa, 34, military contractor, which honestly I was very impressed by. I was like, that's like bad bitch energy. Like I, I kind of have questions. Like how did we get into that? Like that sounds like a dope job. Rob, 24, Army veteran and student. They are from Los Angeles. Shout out, hometown, born and raised. Love it. Here for it. He says or she says she has so much ass. <laughs> I put LOL. I love it, though. Curves. I wish I had them go off. There is a 10-year age difference, and she's wondering if he's going to mature or does she need to move on? And I will say, you guys, in this note, I put, I do like their energy. That's going to very fucking quickly change, okay? But I did like their energy in this moment. I was like, oh, how cute. And then they're one year together. Okay, I'm not going to get into them too much yet, but the 10-year age gap I'm intrigued by, okay? Because fun fact about me, you guys, every single person I've ever dated, whether it's serious, casual, whatever has always been one, two, or three years younger than me. I've never dated someone my same age. I've never dated someone older than me. I've always been into slightly younger guys. And as I'm getting older, knock on wood, shout out to Botox and lip filler and just like genetics. <laughs> but my brothers joke around, they call me a vampire because like I don't age and I'm hoping that I continue to not age. But it's almost becoming a problem because the guys that are hitting on me when I'm like out are like 22 University of Miami students. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, I'm a decade older than you. But then I'm like, am I in my like Kim Kardashian era where I just like don't give a fuck and like maybe I'll like do that for a little bit, you know, just like see what it's like. But then I'm like, no, Casey, you're out of control, bitch. Like, get it together. Like, you, you're on one. Like, you need to find, like, a nice 30, 31, 32, 33-year-old man that's, like, on your same level and go, like, full power couple vibes. But I don't know, man. They tempted me a little bit seeing this. I was like, but then later it's kind of a shitstorm, so maybe it doesn't tempt me. Maybe it's, like, a sign to stay the fuck away from these youngins, but... I was intrigued by the 10-year gap. I'm not going to lie, okay? She's 34. I'm 33. 
I kind of I kind of like it, you know, and then Kim Kardashian, she did the whole Pete Davidson thing. I was like, okay, like maybe maybe that might be like an era in my life. I don't know. Also, I know I already said I think everyone's cheating right after we introduce the couples. They're like couple, couple, couple. So cute. And then they go full blown into like the night, (laughs) the night vision footage. Okay, which again, everybody's cheating. If not everyone cheats, I would be shook if I was a betting woman. Maybe Kate. No, I feel like Caitlyn's gonna like feel free once she's away from Hall. I feel like Caitlyn's gonna get fucked with. Unfortunately, I feel like she's a little too in over her head. But we'll get into that later. I was gonna say maybe she won't cheat, but I don't know. I think everybody's cheating. I'm really not lying. I really do think everybody's cheating. Also, I do want to say, no spoilers. I'm not gonna give anything away. But someone, maybe multiple people from the couples have already been in my DMs for months. So I know for a fact that maybe not everything works out. Who knows if they get back together? But I'm just saying, I'm not telling you who, I'm not telling you when, why, how, I'm not telling you nothing. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they worked it out and he's just a scumbag. (laughs) But they've been in my DMs consistently. I will say that. So that's a little fun little tea for everyone. Okay, as the after we do that little first spiel, the little um, intro happens, and I'm not gonna lie, I love that they still have the "Not Gonna Tempt Me" song. Not gonna tempt me. I'm shocked. Like I always thought, like maybe eventually they would change that because it was, I don't know. I don't think it's from like a super famous like artist or anything. It's just like a random little like jingle, but it's a vibe. It's almost iconic at this time. So I was stoked that they still have the "Not Gonna Tempt Me" song. We walk into the first villa, which I think we find out later is the guy's villa. This villa is unbelievable, okay? I'm not going to lie. Out of every single villa I've seen on every single season, I think this might be my favorite one. I don't think we've seen the girl's villa yet or the other villa that they're going to be staying in, but... This villa is a fucking vibe, like everything about it. The view, I love like the indoor outdoor concept. I love the pool. I love like all the lounge chairs, cabanas. Like I just, everything about it was very like tropical. Feels like in the middle of nowhere. Also, you guys, drum roll, please. No more cursed beach villa. About fucking time. (laughs) Like the ghosts haunting those walls. I'm just like, thank God, because it's like, if they have any hope for a season, don't fucking put them in the beach villa. That's all I got to say. So everyone, let's all take, if if you're listening to this at a proper time, let's all take a shot. Cheers. They finally got rid of the fucking beach villa. Holy shit. That place was dark. Okay. So one of the first little confessional interviews, I think, is Caitlin. She's saying that she's really excited for the journey of a lifetime but looks so fucking unexcited okay she's like lying through her teeth she looks nervous and anxious as hell and this is when I kind of thought I was like damn like she's a little bit in over her head I don't think she really fully understands what she signed up for which is fair because I don't think any couple fully knows what they signed up for when they go on this show but her I'm not gonna lie I'm worried about her like just based on how she's acting already I think it's hitting her what she did and I don't think she's ready. I think she's like, fuck, this is this is a lot. Also, this is one thing I've noticed. I've talked about this on my other podcast, my living room couch. Um, when your man walks ahead of you, 
like far and I'm not talking like where he's holding your hand like leading you through a crowded room or like a club or like leading you clearly okay I'm talking about like he leaves you in the dust and he's like three four five six seven feet ahead of you just walking that is like my honestly it might even be worse than the side rock world for me like that is such a big red flag and it's also like researched and studied it's like a very not everyone that walks before I say what I'm about to say not every single pert human that walks far in front of their partner is a narcissist or a sociopath okay I'm not saying that however it is a trait a very extremely fucking common one of narcissists they always walk very far ahead of their partner and that happened to me in my past relationship all the time and it used to piss my dad off when he saw it my dad wanted to like throw hands every time he fucking saw it so when I saw this man do it I'm not gonna lie it kind of pissed me off all the couples are walking into the villa and like yeah we're excited I remember walking into the mountain villa for the first time and it was incredible and I was like oh my god this is insane this is amazing you have butterflies but like I was still holding hands with my partner like everyone else all the cast members like they were still side by side with their partners fucking great he got so excited. He left his girl in the dust. He, They walked in the villa and he like beelined it the fuck away from her. Okay. She's like in her heels, falling into the grass. And he's just like five, six feet ahead of her. And I noticed that immediately, which I did not like at all. I'm not going to lie. And I do kind of like him. I think he's a good vibe. I think he's fun. But that I didn't like at all. And for her, just based on her personality, I feel like in her gut, there's no way that she liked that. Because all the other couples stuck together and it's very clear. Like if you go rewatch, you'll notice it. He's so fucking far in front of her. Like they're not even connected at all in that moment. Um, so then we go to a little confessional of Marisala and Chris. And she confesses that they are very codependent and they live together. So they're like together all the time. Which codependent is never good, you guys. A healthy relationship, you have to have like your own individual like life and hobbies and like his own individual life and hobbies and then the, the life that you have together like you doing every single thing together all day every day like that is not good and not healthy that's actually very fucking toxic you have to have your own identity you know like obviously like don't be secretive and don't have like a whole like secret private life but you need to have like your own interests and own hobbies and own things that you do on your own like Doing everything together all the time where you're just like inseparable, not good. Very, very bad. Vanessa and Roberto, they admit that they've done long distance before, but obviously the situation is different. Yeah, you guys, buckle up. Paris and Great, they say that they're nervous. She seems scared and he says that he doesn't want to lose. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. She seems really nervous because she says that she's scared and she doesn't want to lose her best friend and boyfriend which is facts you guys like losing a boyfriend is one thing but when you date someone for a long time and that person also has become your best friend it's like a whole other level of pain so I understand that and I I empathize with that and I I like her I think she's really really cool I think she has like a little spicy personality which we see more of later and she seems genuine like she seems authentic like out of everyone I'm getting the most authentic vibes from her, Caitlin, and um, Roberto. Those three. 
I would say, in my opinion right now, okay? And I know Paris does have her moments, but I do think she is one of those people that just, like, is who she is, and I can respect that. So, again, I put it in my notes again. As we're, like, going through, they're in the um, the villa. They're kind of, like, sit there. I think they're about to do their toast. Yeah, they sit down for their toast with Mark. That's tradition. You sit at that little table. You pop some champagne. Everyone has their glass, and then Mark is, like, asking you, basically, why the fuck are you guys all here? Why would you sign up for this journey? Caitlin says that she's anxious and nervous, which I already picked up on. And Hall says that he knows what they have is very special and he can't imagine a woman here changing that. He's excited and ready to meet new people, but ultimately will come out stronger and with Caitlin. Love the confidence. Um, Am I confident <laughs> in you, Hall? It, the confidence gets less and less as we go through the episode. I'm not going to lie, but I think you're nice. I think you're, I think we could have a good time, you know, as homies, but yeah, I do. I think you're going to hurt my girl, Caitlin. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I'm not going to lie. I don't think you guys are going to come out of this stronger or together. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not going to say sorry, not sorry, because I am sorry. Um, <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry if I'm going too hard. Fuck. Do I need to be nicer? Maybe I need to be a little bit nicer. I don't want to like just come in hot, just like fucking everybody up. Okay. So when they do that little sit down, the traditional sit down where Mark like meets with you, you guys have the champagne. Mark says things are going to be different this time around and want them, wants them all to trust the process, even though there are new twists and then they toast to the start of the journey. This intrigued me because I'm not going to lie. I was like, when I was seeing the little promos, like on Instagram leading up to the premiere, I was like, oh, a little that little light situation first off that shit insane because that shit gonna stay lit like how the fuck is it never not gonna be red number one number two it's kind of nice to like switch shit up it's like we know how this fucking works you know you live with a bunch of single people everybody cheats you have weird themed parties somebody gets naked there's probably a threesome there's a shower scene like people have sex I mean it's just it's very fucking predictable there's bonfires there's a lot of tears you send 30-second video messages, you go on an overnight date, there's a lot of breakups, there's one engagement, boom, the show's done. You know, like, it's like, we get it. Then there's a reunion, and then we find out some tea at the reunion, and then, like, some more people break up, or people got back together. That's really, like, the the script of the show, so I do kind of like that we're finally adding in some newness to it, because it's switching things up a little bit, which I think we all need. It's season five, we need something different, like, been there, done that, let's start something new. Okay, so this is in my notes a lot. I actually didn't realize how much it was in my notes, so it definitely had an impact on me. My next note, Caitlin seems very, very unsure. And I will say, one of my friends that I talked to, who's going to be a guest on this podcast sooner than later, they told me same thing. Like, we both are, like, worried about her. Like, feel bad for her. Like, I just, I think she's so fucking in over her head, and I think she's actually a good person. So good people on TI don't always do so well. And I even put, I was like, the fact that she seems so unsure makes me think she's the most normal one, which is facts. I feel like if you go on TI and you're not, like, really fucking concerned, minus season one, because, like I said, we really had no fucking clue what we were signing up for, like, at all. It was very much guinea pig experiment vibes. <laughs> but I do think that if you go on TI and you're not, like, concerned and, like, unsure and anxious, like, you're not 100% normal. Okay, like something's a little off, like screws a little loose. 
So Mark tells them it's time to start the next part of their journey and tells them to follow him. And I'm not going to lie, at this point, even I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm like, I had no idea. I was intrigued. I was like on the edge of my seat. I was like, what the fuck, Mark? Like, what is happening? And then he leads them into a fucking bonfire right off the bat. And I will say, even in my notes, I got shit tons of exclamation points. The bonfire setup, setup has been upgraded. Like... Back in the day, you guys, we got stumps. We got little tree stumps, you know, that we had a balance on. Now you guys got, like, a full stage. It's, like, plenty of room. Like, there ain't a tree stump in sight. Like, it's great, you know. I, I was impressed. The bonfire set fire. Good job production, you know. We finally got a nice situation to experience trauma on. Also, just the fact that there's a bonfire night one, I would die. Like, it's just, like, even us as guinea pigs, like, if you knew anything about, like, the first, the original show that aired on Fox, you knew bonfires were bad. Like, nothing good happens at a bonfire. So, yeah, I was a little bit shook, and I would die if I walked in and they were like, and bonfire. Be like, what the fuck? Like, no one told me that. So this is where I'm going to get into a lot more details of my opinions on the couples, okay? Because we, I think on the show in general, like this is where we really kind of dive in. We're going to learn a lot about these couples as individuals, as a unit, and like why the fuck they're really here and what the actual problem is, okay? So Caitlin and Hall are up first. We find out that it was Caitlin's idea to come here, which I'm not going to lie, I was a little surprised by. But I guess like that just shows me that she knows in her gut she's with the wrong guy because she because that's why I went on there. You know, I feel like it's an out, but maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but that's the vibe I'm getting. So it was her idea to come there. We find out that they've been engaged for a year now, but she is actually the one that is dragging her feet and isn't making wedding plans. And she doesn't really know. And Hall doesn't really know why either. So. From experience, because I used to be that girl that was with the wrong guy that would tell people I wanted to get married and have kids and like in my gut and soul knew that he was the wrong person for me. I think she knows that this isn't for her. I think she knows that he's not the right one for her. I think what she's 31. So yeah, she's she's at that age where like if you do want to get married and have kids like you have to really start seriously thinking about that. And it's probably terrifying. Like I, we, me and Iris, we kind of addressed this in our last podcast. When you invest eight, nine, ten years with someone and you're like, holy fuck, they're not the right person. It's really fucking hard to walk away because of all the time that you invested. So I think that's maybe why she's still in this. But the fact that she's dragging her feet on getting married to him, that's all she needs to know. When you're with the right person... I've, I preach this and I know it's so rare nowadays and it's sad, but it is. It's very rare. It should be like so easy, you guys. Like obviously like life is hard and relationships can be hard and you need to work for them. Like, but just like being with the person that you're meant to be with, it's just, it's easy. You want to make it work. You want to work things through together. Marrying them and walking down the aisle and like saying I do and like being with them forever. You should be so excited. You should want to sprint down the aisle. Okay, you shouldn't be dragging your feet. It should be so exciting. It should be the happiest time of your life. If it doesn't feel like that and just like an amazing, exciting, peaceful time where you want to sprint down the fucking aisle and like commit to that person for forever, he ain't the guy. He, She ain't the girl, you know? Like that's just the bottom line and I think more people need to accept that. 
it shouldn't be that hard, you guys. It really fucking shouldn't. So anyways, eight years together. We find out after the first three years, he actually broke up with Caitlin. And she was completely blindsided, did not see this coming. They were apart for a year and a half. And while they were apart and he was like dating God knows who and doing God knows what, he realized how much he actually wants Caitlyn and only Caitlyn, which is so fucking like on brand of men nowadays. Like I will say it's like as soon as soon as the girl is just like gone and like not an option anymore and like doing her own thing. And you're just like, wow, like she's not in my life anymore. Then the guys always come running back. They always come back. I can't stress that enough, you guys. I don't care if it's like a week, a month, two months, three months, a year, two years, five years. Every single man in my fucking life, every single fucking one has come back. I'm not joking. It's science, okay? <laughs> so I'm just putting that out there. You have to just decide, are, is, are, do you want them back? Like, have you learned your lesson? Are they actually different? But I'm just saying, they will come back, and this, is, this case was no different. So she says the damage was kind of already done because she was extremely blindsided and hurt by that breakup, which facts. Like, if I was with someone for three years and they randomly were like, yeah, peace out, I'm going to go date other people, like, I'd be like, what the fuck? She said that she genuinely thought that she'd never see him again, and Caitlin is so this is what we find out this is what Mark is so good at I will say he knows how to find like the hidden the hidden shit that like you're not you're not out outrightly like telling him okay so he finds out and he gets her to admit that she's still hanging on to that pain and has never really talked or opened up about it which is so bad if you're like going through something and like you have real pain or hurt or trauma like if you don't talk about that shit or address it or open up about it or heal you guys it's like a ticking time bomb it's going to bubble up to the surface eventually so you got to address that shit you got to talk about it whether it's with a therapist with whether it's with a friend the person who fucking cares what anyone thinks? Who cares what, like, Hall thinks in this situation? Like, <clears throat> it needs to be talked about, okay? Like, or it's going to fucking explode eventually. So if we find up that, and then we find up that, sorry, I'm stumbling my words. We find out after she admits that, that they both actually tend to bottle up their emotions, and it's just not working out for them doing that anymore. And then he admits for the first time ever that the reason why he blindsided her with that breakup is because he wanted to date other women after the first three years. And she seems very surprised because he's never actually said that to her that he wanted. That's why he dumped her is he wanted to date other women and basically see what was out there. OK, he was like, you know, before I commit to this, I need to go out there and see what the fuck else is happening. And then Mark just like makes the statement that I think viewers we all kind of see is obvious that they're both like holding back a lot from each other so that's them so on brand for TI first couple is a mess this next couple you guys oh man I'm just trying to figure out like do I really want to just like burn bridges like episode two solo or do I want to like sugarcoat this a little bit and like fully burn the bridge maybe I won't burn the bridge and like maybe there's still hope and like I don't know what do I want to do I'm gonna just read my note and then I'm gonna try to not be the worst <laughs> you guys okay so let's just get into this okay 
So Vanessa is here because of the age gap and she questions his maturity and loyalty. And I'm just going to say, okay, so if you're going to date someone 10 years younger than you, I just think you not need to like not put put that on to them. Like that was your choice. Like you don't need to date a man that's 10 years younger than you that's still like learning about himself and like growing and becoming like the man he's meant to be. Like if you don't want to be in that stage of life with him, that's 100% fine. Like I get that. Like I don't I don't think I would want to be in a serious relationship with someone that I was questioning their maturity and loyalty because they're so much younger than me. But, like, you made that choice, so you also, like, can't really, like, go in on him. You know what I mean? Correct me if I'm wrong, okay? I'm an, I'm Like I said, I don't think I want to burn a bridge, like, episode two. But that's my first initial thought, okay? Because I hear you. I agree. I don't, I don't, like, the age gap is a lot, and you guys are at very different maturity levels. It is a fact that men mature a lot slower than women in general. Plus you're adding in a 10 year age gap, but it's like you made the choice to date him. Like you should have known what you were signing up for. So that's kind of what I have to say about that first statement. Roberto, do we call him Rob? I feel like later people start calling him Rob. So again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think so. But until I hear that for sure, I'm going to keep calling him Roberto. So Roberto thinks she views him as a little boy, which is facts. Roberto, you're correct. She does. And he wants to show her he's a grown man, which I do love. Like he loves her. He's committed to her. He's like, I want to show her like I'm going to show up for for you. And like, I'm a grown man. It doesn't matter that I'm 10 years younger than you. Like you're who I want. And I'm going to show you that. And I'm going to show you that I'm a grown ass man. I love that. He says the world shouldn't revolve around her. And this is kind of where things start going downhill for this couple. I started out like saying that they have great energy and I did. I was like kind of like, oh, I like them. And now this this is where shit starts going downhill. He says the world shouldn't revolve around her. And she says that she doesn't think the path he's on will have him fully together by age 30, which is like, why are you guys, why are you with him? Like, I'm just like, that's all I really have to say about that. It's like, If you really think that, like, if you think, like, what, that's six more years, if you think he's still not going to have it together in six more years, like, girl, what are you doing? (laughs) God, fuck, I'm going in. Fuck. What are you doing, though? Like, really? Like, if you truly believe that in your heart and soul, like, I don't understand why you're with him and why you're wasting both of your guys' time. Mark is saying, I think what we're all thinking, he's scared that she's trying to make him something he's not. She says, and I do agree with her on this in a way, I really do. She says she feels that she's allowed to have her standards and to see if he will meet them or not. I do agree with that, okay? But I also think that you needed to know if he was going to meet your standards before you guys were in a committed relationship for a year. Right? Like, am I crazy? (laughs) like fuck and then mark immediately calls her out and i already can tell like her personality and mark because me and mark you guys we're homies now like we're great like he's he's probably gonna come on the pod again but me and mark because i have like i'm one of those people i've been open about this where i'm very like chill nonchalant vibe with anyone and everyone i rarely rarely get mad but like if you come at me or like come at my inner circle or my family like I'm gonna get protective real fucking quick and like 
I'm a fighter, okay? Like, it doesn't happen often, but when it does, it's, like, zero to 100 and, like, I'm ready to go. Like, let's rock and roll. She seems the same way, and me and Mark kind of got into it a few times when I was on TI because of that. I don't think her and Mark are going to vibe just based on what I'm seeing right now. I'm hoping I'm wrong, and maybe this is just, like, the first episode and they're editing her to look like she's going to be a villain, but right now I don't think her and Mark are going to vibe at all. But Mark calls her out and asks what Roberto is allowed to have. And she says he can have his standards too. And she can decide if she will abide by those standards or not. Which again, I'm like, girl, I think your man kind of hit the nail on the head with you thinking the world the world revolves around you. And also, I've said it like quite a few times now. I just feel like all of this needed to be figured out and decided before you guys were like, let's be exclusive and be in a committed long-term relationship. You know, like this, the, this convert, the standards conversation and the expectations and like what you guys want from each other should have been like discussed and like hashed out before we were like, let's be boyfriend and girlfriend and like commit to each other for the long term. Like, be serious. And then, oh, my next note, I literally said, I was like, okay, I don't like their energy anymore. LOL. And this is a direct quote that Mark says, where I was like, damn, Mark, go off. He said, one second, I want to delete my other notes so I don't miss anything. He said, is he a work in progress for you to mold or is he an equal partner in this relationship who's who's going to be a husband or wife at some point? Because I think he's trying to make it like a general statement. But like facts and she immediately said, ouch, as she fucking should. Because like, I think you need a little bit of like tough love right now, girl, like you're going at this poor man and I literally even said I was like go off Mark because yeah like you're your significant other like I've been in the in the type of relationships where it's like they have potential and you want to like mold and fix them into like what you want fuck all that noise okay it needs to be they're your equal okay it's like you guys are on the same page the same level you guys are growing together learning together power couple vibes taking over the world like It's not your job to turn someone into something that they're not. And if they're not ready to like take over the fucking world with you and meet you at your level, it's either A, leave them in the dust, do your own thing, and maybe they'll grow up eventually and meet you there. If not, they're not your person. You know, someone else out there is at your level and you got to go be with that person. You got to go find that person that's at your level that you can grow with you trying to mold and shape someone like all that's going to do is cause problems and resentment and I just I think it's good that she said ouch because she needed to hear that so then she says that she does try to view dang I really have a lot of notes about them you could tell that they triggered me she says she tries to view him as an equal but she believes a man should be a provider and a protector and he has that potential again I do agree with her I definitely have some more like old-fashioned traditional values when it comes to relationships and one of them is like I definitely like I love being like an alpha female and I love like having my own business and my own hobbies and like doing my own thing but if I'm like in a committed serious relationship like I really do want to be able to be in my feminine energy and like my man to like run the show. I want to be able to not be an alpha female when I'm with my man. 
So I get that. I understand wanting to be with someone that's like has their shit together, is a protect protector, a provider, someone that can make your life easier as a woman. Okay, I really do believe in that. So I I understand what she says when when she says that. But she keeps bringing up that he has that potential and it's just like if he's not there yet, I just think that they shouldn't be together and you can't you can't just like be down someone's fucking throat and neck trying to get them there, you know? And plus, like, I think he's a good guy and I do think he wants to be that for her. So that's the other thing that I'm confused by because I'm like, I'm not getting that he's like a little boy that like doesn't want to step up and like meet you there. I'm getting that he's like committed and in love with you and he does want and is trying to meet you there. So I don't really understand where all this is coming from, to be honest, as a viewer. Again, I want to put it out there because I do feel like I'm going in a little bit. We don't know the full. This is just a small little snippet. Okay, there's probably a lot more to the story. So she wants to see him fulfill that role. Mark asks Roberto how he feels and he admits that Vanessa is constantly reminding him that she doesn't have to lose her standards if she wants to and she doesn't need to be here if she doesn't want to be and he says that's fine. Go off. And she believes he has no standards based on his previous (laughs) relationships and then says be this or be gone and that's a direct quote. So this is getting a little like hostile and she admits to Mark that it doesn't sound healthy. And he, Mark does commend her for that. And I do as well. Like, that is good that you're, that you're admitting that. And then my last note is, wow, all hope is gone for them. Like, literally, I went from, like, good energy, you guys are a vibe, to, like, literally, I, they're not making it. There's no fucking way. So I'm not going to go more in on them because I feel like that was kind of a lot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. It's all love. We're castmates, you know. It's all love, I promise. Next couple, Chris and Maricela, they basically say that they don't get along anymore and that that's been going on for two plus months, which is not good. It's a roller coaster of ups and downs. Chris says it's because they both have very strong personalities and they are both very controlling. I don't like that. I'm not going to lie. Red flag. They struggle with compromise and meeting in the middle, which all healthy relationships, you guys, it's about compromise. I have a strong personality. I like dating men with strong personalities. You guys, if you love each other and you want to make it work, compromise is part of that. You know, it's just part of the deal. You got to compromise. You got to meet in the middle. They say that they communicate very differently. Maricela says he's very open. Um, Oh, sorry. Maricela says he's very open and emotional and she's like a wall and has no feelings sometimes. And I put in parentheses, she's going to break on this for sure. And then I put trauma response question mark because that is how I am. I am one of those people. I've even talked about it on this podcast. Like I come off very unemotional, which is hard for people to believe based on how I was on season one. But I'm very un, un, a very unemotional person. It's not because I don't care. It's because, number one, it's a trauma response. And number two, I think it's like I, I protect, which is a trauma response. It's like I protect myself, you know? It takes a lot for me to cry. And as soon as she said that, I was like, number one, this show's going to break her. She's definitely going to cry, which we already see later in this episode. And number two, I think that's a trauma response. I think we're going to learn a lot about her on this show. And I actually really like her a lot. I think she's great. Okay. She doesn't know how to express her emotions. After two years, they still don't know how to communicate, which not good. Mark asks her what she's afraid of, and she says that she doesn't want to get hurt. 
ding, ding, ding. I just said, I think she's protecting herself and we find that out. Mark wants to know if Christopher has ever hurt her. They are both silent, but Chris is nodding kind of immediately. And then Chris says throughout his 20s, you guys, I fucking died when he said this. You guys, not only would this, like if my man said this, let alone on national television, this wouldn't just give me the ick. This is like breakup material. This is like, I have to like boot you off my fucking planet. Okay, this shit is fucking crazy he said he in his 20s he's called himself a respectable whore paris and great's reaction has me dead because honestly that was how i would be if i was up there with my man and this fucking weirdo next to me said that i would die there's no fucking way i'd be able to keep it together he says he was used to situationships and making the transition to a late to a relationship has been really hard I need to check his age again because I'm like, dude, are you 30? Like, girl, the fuck up. She wants a healthy relationship with him. She wants to learn how to communicate and open up and be herself. She's already getting really emotional. And my last note, because I really sense it, she has a pure soul. I'm worried about her. I really like her a lot. Yeah, I've actually forgot how much I like her. She might be my favorite girl out of all of them so far. Okay, so this is, again, we got some high-strung people on this show, okay? It starts raining during this bonfire, which I don't know how much you guys know about freaking tropical locations. Hawaii. I lived in Hawaii. I now live in Florida. You guys, raining in tropical locations, it just, it comes with the territory. It is what it is, okay? Like, if you're going to sign up to be on Temptation Island filming on the big island of Hawaii, like, do some research. Like, it's going to fucking rain, okay? Just man up. It's not the end of the world. You only live once. It's a little bit of rain, okay? Starts raining. Roberto is embarrassed, and he tells her that she's the only one complaining, Vanessa, because she's, like, having a little freak-out mode. She's like, why aren't they bringing me an umbrella? It's like, girl, like, nobody's bringing anyone an umbrella, It's going to rain for five minutes and it's going to go away. Everything's going to be fine. And so, yeah, so Roberto tells her she's the only one complaining. And with zero hesitation, this woman tells her man to shut the hell up. And I'm not going to lie that that's not good. You can't talk to your partner like that, especially I know what those sets are like, especially a bonfire set. She had the audacity to say that in front of an entire fucking production crew. Mark, all the couples, fucking PAs, all the camera people, all the, I'm talking like 50 to 100 people are probably at that bonfire, not to mention everyone in the control room. If she's telling him to shut the hell up like that on national fucking television, I don't even want to know what this girl's like behind closed doors. She's going to hate my fucking guts. Oh my God. Fuck. Oh, well, this shit happens. Okay, Paris, we're going to dive into them. Paris has all of her family back home getting married, and she's been with Great for a year and eight months and still doesn't have a ring. He's just kind of shaking his head the whole time. She says he hasn't asked her to move in or anything, and she feels stuck and disrespected. She admits that Great talks to her like she's dumb and a little kid. So we hear great side of things after she dives into her issues with him. He says that she actually gets triggered very easily and anything he says can come off aggressive to her, which honestly, if that is true, that would be exhausting. And he does want to clarify that. She says great has cheated on her more than once and she's tired of getting hurt, which then I'm like, okay, back to Paris's side. Like she's probably triggered easily by you because you're fucking cheating all the time. 
She says he doesn't tell her about his feelings or how he feels about her ever. And then he interrupts her again and says, if you love me the way you say, you would. Why would you allow me to call on Temptation Island? And I was like, in my notes, I'm like, damn, he said it. But like, oh shit, like facts though. Like truly facts. Like if you, again, I'll say it till the day I die. If you truly love someone, you're not bringing them on Temptation Island. You may think you're in love. You may believe you're in love with all of your heart and soul. But it ain't true love. It ain't the real deal. It ain't like the happily ever after shit. You know, you're just not. You're not bringing that person on TI, period. Paris gets very emotional and she apologizes. And she says that she feels not wanted and not respected, which is very sad. Like that's, yeah, I just, I feel like a lot has happened in their relationship that we're going to find out about because I didn't like how upset she was. She's never experienced anyone treating her so badly one day and then saying they love her the next, which is so fucking toxic. Like, get the fuck out of this. And then she says, when you love someone, you're not going to cheat on that person. Facts. Cheating is not hard. Cheating is not hard. Great is comforting her, which I do love to see. And Great says he hates being the reason she cries. So I do like that at the end, he definitely showed empathy and was like upset by how upset that she was. But... Again, I'm just like, if you're not sure if your man loves you and he's constantly cheating on you, it's like he's he's not in love with you and he's not the man for you. You know, it's just you don't cheat on people that you're in love with. It's very fucking simple. I don't know what it is about our generation making things so hard and complicated, but it's just like it's simple. If they love you and they want you and you're it for them, they ain't going to cheat on you. It's just, you know, it's simple. You guys don't make it complicated. So then we find out this is another twist. They aren't saying final goodbyes. They are actually going back to the men's villa to stay together. And I thought this was actually fucking adorable. I think this is a great idea and I really liked it. As soon as we're back at the villa, we have Caitlin in the confessional And she says that it scares her that Hall said he broke up with her to date other people. And now they're here to do exactly that. She is very emotional and she admits that this will be the ultimate test and it can only make her stronger. Which I will say, probably hearing, if you've never knew the reason that he broke up with you that time after three years. And then you find out like it's literally to date other women and then you're out in TI, that would be fucking terrifying. Again, Guy Villa, this this villa is amazing. I've said it numerous times. I love it. Then we hear from Hall, and I believe in a confessional, and Hall says he can't imagine a world without Caitlyn, and coming out of this not together would be brutal, and he doesn't want to experience that. I appreciate that he is saying that, but do I believe it? No. So after we have that whole fucking crazy rain incident, Roberto is kind of calling her out, okay? He's he's had enough. He said He's calling her out for being a drama queen over the rain. I put in my notes facts. He says he talk, he, he tells her this. He says that he talks to people like human beings and then it shoots to a confessional that she's in and she says, I don't know if his intention was to embarrass me, but it was just kind of like, who do you think you are? I would rather be alone than tolerate subpar effort and subpar standards. Lady, That ain't subpar effort and subpar standards. He's just like a polite human being to like a crew that's all working there for you and like has no control over the fucking weather. Like, I don't know how to make it any fucking clearer. 
He explains how everyone else is having a good time, and she interrupts him again, saying she's the only one he should be worried about. He says he's a ride or die, but it's annoying to have her back when he knows she's in the wrong. I am very proud of him for sticking up for himself. I even put, I was like, go off. She's going off, cussing at him, calling him embarrassing. He says he doesn't want to do this. They just keep fighting. And then he tells her again, the world doesn't revolve around you. And all I put was yikes. I don't want to keep going in on them. Okay, I think you guys know my opinion at this point. I feel like I'm just like kind of beating a dead horse at this point. So yeah, not a fan. Don't like the vibe. Not good. Very toxic. I do not like the way that she talks to him. And I think I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. I'm hoping... This is just a very poorly edited episode, and we're going to see a better side of her. I'm hoping for the best. Maricela, she is talking about her temper to the guys and saying it takes her 30 minutes to calm down. Great says that's good. I was like, LOL. So do you have a temper too? Like 30 minutes? That's a good, that's a good calm down time. And then pan back over to Vanessa. I'm, I even put on my notes, Vanessa's the villain girl for sure. The way they're editing her, unless they have like a comeback story. But yeah, the production ain't doing her, they, they're doing her dirty right now. She's venting to the girls, bragging about how she always has an issue with something, which I'm like, that's not cute. This poor fucking man. They go sit down and he doesn't like that they are beefing. And he admits that to make his life easier, he will take the L. In my opinion, that's no way to live, but, like, it's his life, so I'm not going to, like I said, I don't want to keep going in on them. And he ends up apologizing to her, and then they get in the bed together, and it looks like they have some makeup sex. So, like, I'm here for it. Makeup sex is always a vibe, but they definitely brush that shit under the rug. They're brushing some pretty serious shit under the rug. (coughs) So then I believe it's the next day. Yep. It's the next day, and they are going to meet the singles. Paris, if you ever listen to this, or fans, anyone, Paris, that dress is absolutely stunning on you. The red dress is a vibe. We meet the singles. The music is fire. The singles are coming in. Paris is, she's liking this a little bit too much, okay? She's she's like, oh, shit, I, I love her. Like, her personality, her facial expressions kind of remind me of me a little bit because I'm a very, like, expressive person. I do love that. I also love how the singles are, like, walking, like, arm in arm, like, guy-girl. I thought that was really cute. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit more personal and not so, like, stand up on a stage, like, statues and, like, it's going to be real awkward and we're going to, like, death stare each other for a while and, like, giggle and pretend this is not fucking weird. I like this. You know, this is cute. This is more personal. Maricela says she's trying to find her favorite. Chris says the girl in the red headband is mad pretty. So yeah, Chris, I have no hope for. That, that, that reminded me of me and Evan when I was when I was like, oh, like Morgan's cute. And then Evan like agreed. So our first single. Okay, so one change, you guys. I really like that we got rid of the cheesy you walk up and say like your name and your age and like your little weird pickup line. I like that this is more personal and I like that there's less singles. It's like we're finally getting to really know these people on like a deeper level. And I like it. It's more genuine. It's more authentic. This is one thing I do like about this season better. First single up is Christian is a CEO of a sunglass company and he also models. He's 28 and he says he's absolutely hopeless at finding love. The next one is Michaela. She's beautiful. She's 24. She's a student. Her best physical feature is her eyes, as long as you're not looking at her boobs, which I'm just like, 
ladies, I mean, I don't have boobs, so I'm sure maybe if I had them, I would brag about them too. But I'm just like, we want guys to like us for more than our tits, you know? We want them to like us for like our brain and our heart and like our kindness and like our personality, not just our fucking tits. But you're gorgeous and you have amazing tits, so <laughs> I would probably be showing them off too. Mark says, oh yeah, so this is when we find out this is fucking crazy and other crazy concepts. Mark says they're having a party where all the singles and couples will be partying together. And everyone seems to love this idea. And again, I said at the beginning, I wasn't convinced these couples are real, but this concept and the way that these couples are acting throughout this party, like I know bullshit have had situationships that I would be more protective over in this environment. These couples were just like literally standing there while like some dude is hitting on their girl. If like I was with my man, and, like, some man is coming up to me, like, asking my name and, like, what I'm about and, like, hitting on me and trying to get to know me. And my, my, my man is standing behind us just, like, sipping his drink. I'd be like, bitch, can you, like, man the fuck up and, like, claim me? Like, I don't know, dude. I didn't like it. It was weird. I, I didn't like it. Next single we meet, Desiree, 26, nutritionist. She's scared as shit over this idea. I love That was kind of cute. And then Vanessa, of course, yeah, they're editing her really bad. They're definitely editing her to come off as a mean girl and a villain. And I'm hoping it changes, but that's definitely the vibe that we're getting. She's stoked that she gets to gauge the competition, which I just, I don't, I understand it is like a game, not game show, but like a reality dating competition show. But I just, I can't ever imagine competing over a man. It's like, you either want me or you don't. Like, I ain't competing. You know, like, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to look hot, I'm going to make everybody laugh, and you're going to come to me and make shit happen. And if you don't, you're not the man for me. I ain't competing with anybody else, though. Like, I ain't going to be, like, sitting there with three other girls, like, oh, my God, like, I got to be better than these girls. Like, fuck that. Absolutely fuck not. Like, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to be cute, I'm going to make all the guys laugh, we're going to have a good time, and, like, you're going to come over here and be like, I'm taking you on day one. That's, that's the energy we need to come with. The guy who said let the games begin is crazy hot. There's no way that he doesn't make it to the final four. I think his name is Tajik. Yeah, I'm saying it now. He's making it to the final four. All the singles and couples, they cheers together. I do high key love the energy. It is cute that everyone's like having a good time. So the crazy hot guy I was just talking about that's 100% making it to final four. Tajik, I believe is his name. He's 24. He is a shoe retailer. Yeah, I just put on my notes. He's the hot one. He says he has stolen girls in the past, some intentionally and unintentionally, and he plans on stealing girls on this island. He's going to win these ladies over with eyes, and he has his eyes on the prize. Him and Hall and talking and laughing is weird as shit. Again, like everyone just is too friendly. I just don't know if it just people just don't give a fuck anymore. And like T.I. has just desensitized us to like common decency. And like, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, they're like hanging out. Then I believe we have Sensation. Wow, that's a, is that really their name or is that a typo? I'm going to double check that for next episode. 28, personal trainer, hopeless romantic who wants to find someone to cuddle and travel with. Him talking to Marisala in front of Chris is wild. <laughs> Paris isn't having any of this, okay? She's watching great like a hawk. I do like that she owns that this whole thing is kind of making her insecure, as it should, because she's a normal freaking human being. Then we meet Tammy. She's 28, a content creator. 
She's not a chaser, but she definitely lets him know she's interested. She sets the tone and then waits for him because she knows she's a boss. Fuck yes, girl. That's what I was just talking about. You let the guy know that you're interested. You let him know that if he comes and pursues you, like you're going to be down. But that's it. And then you let him you let him do the job. You let him get that shit done. Great and Roberto, they're with all the single girls. They're making them laugh. Vanessa's making fun of them laughing. Very mean girl energy. Yikes. Even Paris was kind of shook by her reaction, covers her mouth. Then Vanessa puts Roberto down again, even when he's not there, and says he's not even that funny at all. And the single girls do notice this. I didn't like that. I didn't like that she's putting him down like that. He's not even there to defend himself. And he was funny. He did make them laugh. Like, God, let him let him be funny. Marjorie, 27, law firm assistant. Roberto's girlfriend was freaking out and is definitely... Oh, God, sorry. So Marjorie, 27, law firm assistant. Vanessa, she seems like she's stressed, definitely freaking out, a little worried. And then Marjorie says they are all worried but also rude. Don't get me wrong. I can be a bitch too but not for no reason. And I literally put – I was like, I like this girl because facts. Like I'm never a bitch for no reason. But like if you want to like fuck with me, let's let's go. Like let's let's chat. Caitlin lets the single girls know very quickly that they are engaged. And then Hall says it's the ultimate test. Tajik, of course, takes Paris aside quickly and she admits he makes her nervous and he flirts right back. Okay, their energy, they're vibing. I'm like, they if they don't hook up, I would I would be shook. They I'm immediately I'm like, they're gonna hook up. She says he's handsome and he does look good, but she needs to get to know him. She doesn't know his intentions and if he's here to play games or not. And then again, in my notes, I literally said if they don't hook up, I would be shocked. The swag with from this man. She, he's like, yeah, I would be very tempted. She admits he gives her butterflies and it's a beautiful feeling, LOL. And that makes her feel a little nervous. Then they're playing Never Have I Ever. And Hall jokes about not being taken yet. Like, and he says, what in the hell did I get myself into? He's, yeah, there's no way this man is making it. There's no way. He's, yeah, there's no way. Uh, he's so in over his head. They both are, Caitlin and Hall. Caitlin is talking to Michael, and she explains no cheating has ever happened, which I thought was a surprise about their relationship, but it has been eight years, and she's the one dragging her feet. Hall wants kids tomorrow, and she's dragging her feet, and she seems nervous about starting over. So I think I kind of hit the nail on the head. I think she's invested eight years, and she's scared to walk away. So then we learn about Michael. He's 30. He's, he is an aerospace engineer. He lost a ton of weight and he had to work for this. I love that. Hall is living his best life at the table. He jokes, he even jokes to Caitlin that he's getting in trouble and he takes a single girl aside to talk in front of her. Caitlin jokes about needing a therapist and she, yeah, I put in my notes, she knows he's not the one for her. He's just way too casual about it, you know, just like grabbing single girls, taking them to the side. Caitlin's like right there. I just, yeah, I don't like any of it. This whole concept is really hard though. Vanessa is shook by how young the single guys are and I'm just like, girl, do you know what you signed up for? Like these men are like literally like 22 like to 26. Like that's like the age range. I feel like it's rare to have anyone older. Like there's always like one or two that are older, but most of the guys on TI are like 22 to 27, I feel like. 
We meet Bryce. He's 25 and does solar sales, says he's looking for love. Vanessa, she's hunting down Rob. Sorry, you guys. I'm trying to get through all of this. We're almost done. I just I don't want to like make this episode too long because I did a two hour episode last week. But Vanessa, she's hunting down Rob. She calls out the single girl he's sitting with. But I'm just like, damn, like she's just yeah, she's she's not a girl's girl. Paris is trying to not be worried, and I do love how she's not going to chase Great down, and if he doesn't come back to her, she will have someone else. Like, she literally was like, he can do his thing, and if he doesn't come back to her, like, that's fine. Like, I'll find someone else. I was like, yeah, that's great. Like, queen. Hall jokes about about the one single girl that he, that's into every single guy, which I think we're about to meet her, but I did notice that. There's one single girl that is literally, like, drunk and is flirting with every, everything that moves in that room. Paris says watching great flirt with girls makes her feel a little out of control and it looks thirsty and desperate how we will flirt with anyone, which low-key facts. Oh, yeah, this is when we meet her. Her name is Nafisa. Again, if I get any of these names wrong, I'm so sorry. The first episode, they don't really get into your names too much. They just kind of put them on the screen. So once I hear everyone saying them and I learn nicknames, I promise I'll get them right. But Nafisa is the one that's flirting with everyone. She's 25, she's a realtor, and she says she would be terrified bringing her man here, especially living with somebody as hot as her. Paris is so confident calling her out and telling her to hurry up with her answer when she's asking, when Paris is asking her, like, they have that little moment where Paris is like, tell me who you're into, and she's like, Nafisa's like being really quiet about it. Um, I love when Paris called her out. And then back to the confessional, Nafisa's like, I'm very tempting. Do you see my boobs? Do you see me? I'm sorry, Paris. And and um I'm calling it now. She's the new Morgan, period. Yeah, she's giving me Morgan vibes. And also the boobs. Like I I guess if I had gigantic boobs, maybe I would talk about them a lot too. But I just don't get why they're like using their boobs. It's like beauty's temporary, man. We gotta have more than that. So then also the same girl, she's getting really close to all the couple girls in a way that's like way too friendly. Like, I don't like that. Like, it's like you're about to like try to get with all their men. Like, I don't really like how friendly she's being. It's very fake to me. And then Maricela being pure and innocent is just like says that she's her favorite, which I know she's going to regret because I'm like, girl, this girl's dangerous. Like, that's why she reminds me of Morgan because she's acting like fake friendly and fake nice to every girl and be like, oh, my God we're besties but she's gonna fuck up your life behind your back 100 percent. calling it now she's also nafisa's is making it to final four alexius 25 patient care coordinator which that's what my job was before i left my job she says chasing men is exciting and it's bad for her ego at this point and she's willing to do whatever it takes to get whatever she wants or whoever she wants she's also stunning gorgeous she follows me on instagram she's a vibe i like her I do. I like her. Paris steals Great from one of the single girls. Great doesn't think Tajik is good for Paris. LOL. Of course he doesn't because he's hot as hell and he can steal your girl. They're playfully giving each other shit and then she bounces. He says he's invested time, patience, and everything to make it work with her. But then I'm like, bro, you've cheated multiple times. What do you mean? Like, no, you haven't. Like, no, stop. All the single guys start taking their shirts off. 
And then Hall is watching Caitlin flirting and Hall says she likes six packs and that's not something I can provide for her. So hopefully she'll get over the six packs. LOL. I was like, dude, you should have gone to the gym before you came to TI. Do you know where you're at? Like these guys have rocking bodies. Also, I'm one of those girls that's not just into six packs. You know, like I call them penis muscles. They're like those, they like angle. They're those like hard, like cliff muscles that like angle down to your dick. Love that shit. My kryptonite. Oh, I want to like lick them. Michaela, she's one of the single girls, blondie. She wants to know if Hall is lacking the emotional connection with Caitlyn. And he actually admits he's lacking it, not her. Um, oh, no, sorry. Michaela, she's the blondie. She wants to know if Hall is lacking the emotional connection with Caitlyn and says he's lacking it, not Caitlyn. And he actually corrects her, which I do love, and says, no, it is both of us. And then she says she thinks Caitlyn knows how good of a man he is or she should know. And I'm like, girl, like you've known him for six minutes. Like, what do you mean? You don't know this man. And then she says, it sounds like they just don't have that deep, that deepness. And I'm a very deep person. So I'm really excited just to see how deep this can get. So yeah, I just don't really like how, how she's like so confident about that. Um... She does not know this man. You met him six minutes ago. Like, don't make such strong statements about someone. Like, a girl you don't even know at all. A man you met six minutes ago. And, like, their relationship. Like, that's kind of wild. Then we have Vanessa going up to a single girl. And she tells the single girl that Rob likes buns. And then the single girl, which I do like how she handled it. She, she kind of tries to laugh it off because it is weird as fuck. And the Vanessa says, well, I know you got them. And Vanessa asks if she can see her buns. And I'm like, what the fuck? And this girl's name is, her name is Abby. And she's weirded out. And in her confessional, she says she just turned around and showed it to her and thinks she has a nice butt, especially compared to her laughing, saying like her butt is nicer than Vanessa's. I was like, damn. And then Vanessa's like play smacking her ass. That whole exchange was weird as hell. Like, I don't know you. Why are you coming up to me asking to see my ass? And why are you touching me? weird and again mean girl energy I hate how much I'm going in on her but facts so then Chris he calls Maricela over to the couch and they walk over he says that he's counted the days he spent with her it's been 740 and seven with like together and 729 days together all the time the guys notice how he like really has her on a string and I think it's bizarre that he freaking knows how many days like that's fucking weird then we meet christian 23 wealth management he thinks they are attached at the hip and it's tough seeing that and then wondering how he's going to pursue this girl and his chances aren't great so yeah chris is definitely a problem because he has her under his spell Chris, then they're sitting on the couch after he just said his weird little thing in the confessional how he's counted the days they're together chris tells maricella that she's doing great And this is so emotionally taxing. And then he says, you're a little lit though, so no more drinking. And she's a little shook. And she does tell him, this isn't alcohol. And he repeatedly says, that's it, that's it. And then shushes her. I fucking hated that. I feel like I went in a little too hard on people today. So I'm I'm gonna save that for next episode. But yeah, I hated that. Not cute. Even Hall noticed it from across the room, and he even said, he was like, they don't even let each other take a breath. 
And the last scene of the episode, which made me very sad, was it's Chris and Maricela, and they're sitting with some single girls and single guys. Chris is saying that he doesn't want kids at all. And then Maricela and Chris are giggling about how she wants something else. But you can tell, like, there's something that they're keeping secret. And then she says that she wants a sister wife. And she admits that she likes women and that he overshares sometimes. It seems like she didn't really want to share that in the moment. But he made it awkward by being silent. And she felt like she kind of had to share it. And then she she's rightfully upset. And she says that she hasn't told anyone close to her about this. And he just blurted it out on national television in front of these people. She's very emotional about it. As she should be. She leaves that couch area when he starts talking about her situation and hearing how she's pleased by other women and he can't do that and she says in the confessional as she's crying he's used my story to communicate with other females I put in my notes he's disgusting like you can tell she's so uncomfortable and I want to hug her I just feel like if you're dating someone and they're bi like whether like you're dating a girl and they're bi or you're dating a man and they're bi like that's like your guys's like that's not your business that's not your place to tell people even though they're your significant other, you need to let them come out on their own time in their own way. Like that is private. It needs to stay between you guys. And I thought that was absolutely disgusting and one hell of a way to end the episode, you guys. So I think that was a lot of tea. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I didn't want it to be too long, okay? I wanted to just kind of quickly cover everything because I'm going to be diving in every single week, every single Monday. Episodes will be posting on Apple and Spotify Mondays, 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please leave me a five-star review, a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow me on It's Tempting Pod or at Call Me Case. If you have any questions or concerns, it's temptingpod at gmail.com. I love you guys all. Thank you for the support and I will see you next week. Bye.